Hey everyone, did you think it was gonna be different? Well, so did I. What I've learned is that I'm not your typical daughter, mom, ex-wife, business owner, or maybe I am, but I just don't know it because no one talks about it. We are all too busy with a bunch of different balls in the air to take time to process, well, just about anything. But that is all gonna change with this tribe. Ladies, I'm one of you. I've been there and done that. And we don't need to go through it alone. Will we be practical? Yep. Will we be goofy? Absolutely. Will we swear? You bet your sweet ass. By the way, little secret, this is not going to be the podcast you want to listen to in the van with your kids. So ladies, slip on your heels because we all feel more powerful in heels. Grab your wine because it's five o'clock somewhere. And let's dive into Not Your 1950s Housewife with me, Gina Seminary. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Not Your 1950s Housewife podcast. I hope you are all having a phenomenal week. We are almost done. It is Thursday, uh, so we can all feel Friday right around the corner. And I am so excited to actually have one of my clients on the podcast. And Helica, you are the first, um, so that is oh, cool. awesome. Yes, so everybody meet Angelica Rodriguez. So she is an executive and corporate coach who helps leaders of organizations reach their next level of mastery and innovation so they can leave a legacy of lasting change in their industries. So what she focuses on is helping the executive leaders go below the surface to uncover what's really holding them back from identifying and leading the big transitions needed to catapult their organizations to industry-leading mainstays. She has a signature approach, which mixes open-hearted communication, radical honesty, and accountability to help business leaders increase productivity, improve morale, and boost the bottom line. And I've had the opportunity to work with Angelica, like I said, for the last two years. And we were actually recently just doing a review, which I do regularly with my clients. And during that chat, we had a conversation on a focus of empathy that she is working on. So first of all, Angelica, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm so excited to be here. Yay, me too. Um, So I know that, you know, obviously you're an executive coach and that's where you focus. But a few months ago, we did get off talking about empathy. And tell us a little bit about what you're focusing on in this line of work. Sure. What I'm actually focusing on is working with individuals, executives. A lot of them are also parents um, who have not only full-time jobs in a professional setting, but also full-time jobs at home uh, and really working with them on up-leveling their emotional intelligence and communication skills so that they can have the transformation they want, whether that's breakthrough results at work, um, really great communication, um, with their team, but also what this does is it leads over and parlays into personal, right? When you're um, better at communicating professionally and understanding your emotions, it actually also helps you out personally and vice versa. Got it. So how did you get into this? Right? Like how, how did this, how did they all connect? Yeah. So, you know, it actually started in my professional life. I was uh, at work and I've been uh, working in associations or nonprofits uh, for 20 years. And um, whether it was working with these nonprofit 
organizations and their leaders or actually even corporate leaders, um, because at associations we have a lot of members, uh, what I would notice is people would come out and say, you know, I want you know, this massive change. And then um, when push came to shove, the massive change was just sometimes a little bit of change of dressing. Um, and it wasn't that huge breakthrough transformation they were talking about. And I got really frustrated because we just kept going back to the tried and true. And um, so that, at that point, that's when I thought, okay, what is going on here? What's really happening underneath the surface? And that opened up this huge um, area of, of development. And I knew I wanted massive change. So that's why I actually went and hired my own coach. Got it. Okay. So how long had you had your own coach? Um, I've worked with her uh, on and off for the past three years. And um, so I've been working on doing my own stuff, you know, for about a year and a half. And that's when I started realizing, oh, there's actually a market and an audience for this. And I started just testing um, at my own office, uh, first starting with a talk on creativity. And then um, I've been actually talking to other individuals um, outside in other networking areas. And so um, in, in a lot of times, what I do is I actually um, have worked with a lot of women. And when we start talking about empathy and what it leads to and what's needed to have healthy empathy because nobody talks about the difference between healthy empathy and unhealthy empathy right they always say oh my gosh right <laughs> that is actually something that's really impacting me at home and at work so let's start with the basics right yeah. let's just define empathy as a as a, you know just a word and then we'll subset it to healthy and unhealthy so if you were to define empathy how would you do that um, so the definition I've kind of come up with and derived from several different sources is empathy is having the ability to relate to another person's experiences as if you have directly lived through those experiences. Okay. So then dovetailing off of that, to your point earlier, no one ever talks about healthy or unhealthy and I guess over the past few years, I think I have actually realized that I was being, I fell more on the unhealthy empathetic side of things. But so now let's define those. Like what is, what would be the characteristics of someone who is, has a healthy level of empathy? So the characteristics of a person who has healthy empathy is a person who, um, when at in their personal life or in their professional life when they're asked to do something and they do not have the capacity to do it, they say no. It's people who, um, so uh, also healthy empathy is people who don't necessarily need to be the people pleasers, right? Um, they know their value and their worth and what they bring to the table and they don't have to overextend just so people can like them, right? Um, Another one is when people are able to have those difficult conversations and ask for what they need and say what they're okay with and what they're not okay with and leave it feeling, this might sound weird, but like whole, mm -hmm. not leaving it completely and totally drained and really standing in their own and standing in their own power. That's what healthy empathy looks like. Okay. So then let's define unhealthy empathy. So 
like, I think what we need to do before we give the definition of unhealthy empathy is actually also talk about what does like healthy empathy lead to or what empathy lead to, right? Right. And so what empathy leads to is the, the bottom, bottom, bottom line of what it leads to is connection and trust, mm-hmm. right? So if mm-hmm. empathy leads to that connection and trust and you're able to be more honest with your team members or your family or your friends, and you're able to be more vulnerable, that brings in, that only feeds itself, right? So what can lead to those breakages, right? What can lead to distrust or disconnection or people not feeling hurt? right? Because people feeling hurt is this huge thing about empathy. And what that is, is when we allow things to happen that we're not comfortable with, when we allow things to happen that we're not okay with. And so the bottom line is unhealthy empathy is actually people having unhealthy or non-existent boundaries. Okay. So since we're talking, okay, so let's go back to the healthy part though, right? Like as you're saying, And I'm listening to you say, you know, having trusting relationships and, you know, being open with people about how you're feeling about things, um, which does lead to vulnerability. Could you possibly be, I don't even think this is a phrase, but could you have healthy empathy with absolutely everybody in your life? Because I would feel like that would lead to me being extremely vulnerable. And if people aren't reciprocating that, then I'm I could be at a, not at a loss, but I could feel exposed. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do know what you're saying. So that's actually a really good question um, because I think in, in general, um, having healthy empathy is also having um, strongly defined boundaries. Right. And so yeah. bringing up that situation that you're talking about is, you can be extremely vulnerable with one person and then, and that's appropriate, but that same level of vulnerability with another person isn't appropriate because that, that trust isn't there and that connection isn't there. So, so our boundaries need to change based off of not just the people we're dealing with, but also as we continue to grow in our, um, in our lives, the boundaries always need to be um, reestablished and adjusted. Okay. Is that answering your question? No, it does. And I'm, okay. I'm like, I'm literally like pulling people from my life and thinking of them as you're talking. Like, you know, am I, I'm going to be looking at everybody like, do I have healthy empathy with you? Like, I, and I'm, so here's my quirk. I, when I was going through my divorce a few years ago and obviously going in therapy, I, I realized I was, I am an overly empathetic person, almost to a fault. Not, I don't have a lack of boundaries and I'm not so much of a people pleaser, I would just put their feelings ahead of mine because I was like, all right, I can accommodate the fact that although I want to do this, they would rather do this. And I feel more for them than I do for me. It just, it wasn't necessarily healthy. So I was like the last thing on my, you know, list of people. Yeah, that's also, well, yeah. So earlier I just gave you a couple of ideas on what empathy could look like in a person that wasn't completely Mm -hmm. holistic. So if what you're saying is I always put myself last, that's also something that needs to be addressed. It might not be. Right. No. And I realized, but here's, but here's my, here's my like question behind the question is like, I'm looking at myself as a business owner and I, uh, I think I've got a great sense of empathy and with certain people I am, I have a great level of healthy empathy. 
and then I feel like there are, you know, one or two relationships. And do you find this too, where I have an unhealthy level of empathy and why, right? Like, why am I doing that with you? Right? Like, you know, in the small segment of my life, but everything else, it's great. Right. Do you find that with people? Yes, absolutely. And I think that's actually a beautiful question. And it actually ties into the reason why I started working with somebody outside of my work on my own, um, because we all have blind spots. All of us, we all have blind spots and we can't see what we can't see, which is why it's called a blind spot. And so sometimes there are people in our lives that can represent something and there's some type of connection we have with them that we aren't able to maintain uh, healthy empathy or healthy boundaries with that specific person for whatever reason. And you know what? It's just where we are. And so that's why it is actually um, really important to step back from those situations and say, okay, I am great at these five things with everybody except for this one person. <laughs> So right. how can I, so what is going on with me and that person? So what is it about me? Right? Like, cause we can't, like, we can always sit there and blame somebody else. Cause that's so easy. We can see them. We can touch, feel right. But then when it's right. dealing with our own shit, <laughs> come right. on, that is hard. Cause it means taking accountability. It means taking the, you know, I don't, there's no need to blame, but at the same time, it's hard. And so, um, that's kind of along the lines that I, I wanted to, to get to. So it was a perfect question. Yay. Um, so then how can people determine, right? Like, I feel like you and I are really mindful, right? Like we're into this stuff, but other, like, I don't want to say normal, but most Americans don't sit around, a, a, you know, on a regular basis going, I wonder what my level of empathy is with this person, but they might not feel something's right right? They might feel something's off or it's just quirky or, you know, they're just starting to dive into maybe this topic or how they're feeling about things. And like you said, you really don't know what you don't know until you step outside of it. But if they're not going to go talk to someone about it, is there a way for someone to figure out like, is this normal or is this not? Is this healthy or is this unhealthy? Am I like teetering in the middle one way? Like, is, is there a assessment or something people can do to figure that out, a book to read? I don't know. Yeah. So, um, so I think there's two parts to that, right? So, so if we're talking about people who are aware, who are listening to this podcast, who want to know, huh, is my empathy healthy or not? That's actually, I have created a quiz uh, for that so that people can actually assess themselves because I find uh, the go-getters are willing to probably more listen to themselves than somebody else outside of them saying, hey, you don't have unhealthy empathy. So I created a quiz <laughs> that they can uh -huh. assess themselves. Um, okay. So that's one thing. But wait, hold on. So with that one, like, are you taking, like, could, could you possibly be taking the quiz? And I have yet to take it, but because I'm just hearing of it, but could I be taking the quiz for like my work life and my personal life and like, this person and that person, like, could you take it multiple times and would you get multiple different responses? Or is this something you take as Gina? And no matter what I'm thinking, I'm going to get like the same yeah, response. Yeah, you're Gina. You're not Gina at work and Gina at home. You are one person and your shit goes with you everywhere. <laughs> so, 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 yay you. 
<laughs> that's why I stay hydrated. <laughs> and that's also very important. <laughs> okay. So, so like your mindset doesn't like what you're thinking of when you fill it out is not going to change the results of this quiz. It really shouldn't. Uh, you know, well, okay. so some people, what they say is, you know, have really healthy empathy at home, but not at work or have very healthy empathy at work, but not at home. And remember we talked about blind spots. You might think mm -hmm. that's the case, sure. However, things bleed all over the place, right? I shouldn't say that. They are, um, like I said, you take your stuff with you everywhere. And so a part of us will extend there. It just might manifest differently. So um, I think if you take it for work situations, or personal situations, I think what you're going to see is that it ends up all being the same. Okay. Because I'm not saying, Hey, uh, Gina, how do you, um, handle situations in your personal life versus your professional life? Um, and so that's kind of one of the things I want to uh, definitely address is that you're a whole person. And so that's kind of why I bring this up. And, and yes, some of my stuff skews more towards the business, but I think it's because people think, Oh, well, at, at, at work, I'm, you know, just a, a, you know, a stoic soldier type person, you know, I don't, I don't have right. any feelings. <laughs> Got it. But yeah. Okay. Keep telling yourself that, but it's not the case. Right. You're just doing a really good job of hiding that. <laughs> so then, okay. So the quiz is one way. And then you said you had two ideas. Well, so, well, you, well, talking about what you were saying, you know, in terms of if I'm not, if a, if a person is not self-aware and don't think about empathy, how do they become aware that their empathy is healthy or unhealthy? Did I hear that question? Yep, you did. So I think that's where um, all we can do is bring ourselves and our, our best self to the table. And our best self is who we are right now, <laughs> because that's what, we, right. that's what we've done to get here, right? Um, right? And so I think those people who are totally, completely unaware yeah, we can engage them in conversation, but sometimes people just don't want to hear it. And actually by giving people unsolicited advice and unsolicited um, direction on how they should, keyword should, live their life, that's actually a problem with boundaries. That's an unhealthy boundary. If there's a okay. person who always comes into your life and says, you know what you should do? Do you know what you should do? No, like, I don't need to know what I should do. Why don't you talk, you know, like, I didn't ask you, wasn't looking for advice. No, thank you. They have unhealthy boundaries. Okay. So if you come across someone who has, in your eyes, unhealthy empathy, mm -hmm. you say nothing. <laughs> um, no, no, I don't. What do you, what do you do? <laughs> Cause now like, they're not going, Hey, do I have unhealthy empathy? And you're like, so funny. You should ask. I was just thinking you do. Right. Like right. if, <laughs> like, I, are you avoiding? I mean, what happens if this person is someone that you're dealing with either at work or, you know, at your household or in, you know, a group of moms that you're hanging out with, you know, there's, you know, always that one person who's like, Oh, don't worry about it. You know, whatever. Are you just avoiding? I mean, what do you do? So what I have actually done, and this is where, um, I fall back on the tools that I've learned with, not just with my coach, but also in some of the other classes I've taken and training and personal life experiences is that's when we get into that. Uh, you know, you said radical honesty at the beginning, uh, with my bio. Yep. And that's where actually that comes into play. 
when it's pointing things out that you see in a way that isn't threatening, right? So if they don't ask, you know, how could it not, right? Like if you and I are sitting in a whatever meeting and I'm being, you know, not my best version of myself for whatever reason and being, you know, not having a complete lack of empathy towards you and you're feeling it, but I'm not going like, am I being like, I don't ask a question looking for your opinion or your feedback. How would you position that to me in such a way that wouldn't make me feel attacked? Right. So in some situations, usually in some situations when it's one-on-one and there's a conversation happening, um, sometimes it's appropriate to, or a lot of times what I do is I ask for permission to provide feedback or I say, Hey, can I say something that's just coming up for me? Um, and what I'm noticing in group situations and, and what I'm talking about in group situations specifically right now in this example is um, situations uh, in like a business meeting. So I know there are some business uh, leaders on this call. And so when it's a group situation, a lot of times permission has been given to have that open type of conversation. So that's what happens. Like when we're in business meetings, we're there to talk and get something done. Sometimes an individual will derail things. And in some situations, it's appropriate to call them out right then and there. Um, other times it's not. However, if it is derailing the whole group as a whole, that is where I step back. Um, and, and the situation I'm particularly talking about is sometimes um, uh, the team is going in a direction and I disagree with that. And I kind of have a sense that maybe some other people around the table might disagree, but nobody's really saying something. And so that's when it's uh, important <laughs> to really hold my ground and speak up and push back respectfully right? Because if I'm sitting there saying, oh my gosh, this is the dumbest thing. I can't believe, didn't you see this? Who's going to hear me? <laughs> right. It's going to be completely unheard. It's disrespectful. I don't want to be that person, but I do want to be the person saying, hey, we have, we have these guideposts that we all agreed to. We're doing this new thing. I don't see how this new thing um, aligns with these guideposts. Are we just doing something new to like feel great about ourselves or because it sounds exciting or it's a new shiny flashy thing? Like as long as there are sound reasons behind it, let's do it. But why are we doing this? Yeah. I think the way you articulate what you're feeling or thinking is vitally important. Oh, absolutely. Your delivery matters. And I think you know, I'm going to a bazillion different business situations where I get your message, but your delivery sucked. And, you know, I see it more in, in my business world than I do in my personal world. But um, how do you teach grown adults how to deliver messages more appropriately? I mean, whether it is at work or, you know, a night out with the girls, no matter where you are, I feel like Americans in general right now are quite brash and abrasive with things that could utilize a little bit more sensitivity and empathy in their delivery. So where do we go from there? Good question. 
Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that's really right now, um, really at the forefront, not just of our um, political landscape, um, but that's bleeding into, and I think, you know, it's, it's, it's bleeding into the um, professional world as well as our personal world. So, you know, your question is, how do you teach an adult how to I'm going to paraphrase, speak with more tact. <laughs> right. I think what, what needs to, where, where you need to get to first is, do they even know that they're not speaking tactfully? Hmm. Is, is it even on their radar? Because, you know, you can see something and it can be blatantly honest to, or blatantly obvious to you the person next to you, same thing, and 10 other people. But that one person who is just out there dropping, you know, judgmental bombs. <laughs> right. Um, or as my boyfriend calls them, shame bombs, right? Um, <laughs> they may have no idea what they are doing. And people are only that way because of their experiences and how they experience life. So, so I mean, that's, we're not, I'm not a therapist, (laughs) right? Won't ever be, you know, don't claim to be. However, there are ways to um, get to the bottom line. It's really uncovering first and foremost, why the individual, what is happening for that individual? Like, are they even aware? Let's start there. Like, because they might not know Hmm. as, as, crazy as it might be to you or to the 10 other people around you, that person truly might not know how they are coming across. Had to deal with that before. And literally the conversation has gone, um, you know, I want to make you aware that these are the comments that I'm receiving. Does this resonate with you? And literally the words can be I have no idea what you're talking about. This is the first time I've heard of it. And sometimes, especially um, in professional situations, as you continue to move throughout your career, self-awareness is imperative to Mm -hmm. being an effective, productive co-worker or colleague, right? And so Mm -hmm. what I have found sometimes, I think sometimes um, people just aren't self-aware and once it's pointed out to them enough times and the motivation is there, that's when they start working on it. I think that's so important. And I like that, you know, I want to make you aware or are you aware? Um, I think that's such a great phrase that opens up that dialogue with that person in such a way that it's not attacking or making them feel defensive. And that's exactly what it is. It can't be an attack because if it's, if you're, if you're going after them, the conversation over, just don't even start. Right. Right. And I think sometimes because we're humans, which means we have emotions because again, we're human. (laughs) What I have to do sometimes is give myself space meaning time, meaning go out on a walk and clear my head because sometimes things just get to me, um, even though I wouldn't want them to. uh, And it's just where I am in the process or also just because I'm a human, right? When people say hurtful things, 
I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, it doesn't bother me because sitting there and saying, oh, it doesn't bother me is an even bigger problem. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, I mean, I can even see like parlaying this into conversations between you and your boyfriend, right? Like I just wanted to- all the time. Like, I can only imagine <laughs> you being like, babe, I just wanted to make you aware that this is how you're making me feel <laughs> or like, this is, this is what I'm sensing from you. Like I can see these working I can see these working with kids too, like with my kids. Like, I just want to make you aware this is how I'm perceiving you or this is how I'm feeling based on what you're doing. Um, so I think there's a lot of transferable, like, phrases. Absolutely. That I think. Absolutely. I think it makes everybody, um, because my, my weakness is that I would feel those things and not tell a damn soul. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I'm like, that really frustrated me. Right. You know, I really wish that didn't go that way. Well, all right. Well, maybe, you know, I guess there's nothing, you know, there's nothing to say, or I don't need to tell them. And then you just start building up this and grudge until you lose your freaking mind. Um, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I've become way more aware, um, and tried to learn to be more communicative in such a way that is not attacking, um, which I do think takes practice. This is not like an overnight, you know, solution or an overnight fix. I mean, you have to work at this. It really is. And, and, and you brought it back to a point that's beautiful and perfect. And in my personal relationships with, um, my boyfriend of four years, my partner, whatever you want to call him, um, he and I have these types of conversations on a regular basis. And at first he was way better at being communicative than I was and then I started practicing. It does take practice. And, you know, it's like when you're practicing, you're going to hurt yourself and fall off the bike uh-huh, <laughs> or uh-huh. maybe, maybe not hurt yourself physically, but it might feel like that. So I would just say, hey, can I say something? It's really bothering me. I don't know how to say it. I feel like I'm going to say it and hurt your feelings. You're going to get angry at me. But if I don't say it, it's just going to fester and I'm just going to get even more angry. And he's like, okay. He's like, oh, not? Cra- oh crap. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. it's like, oh God, what, what, what did I do? What now? You know, that's what he's probably thinking. After that intro, he might go, he might say no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's absolutely true. Um, cause you know, sometimes people just don't like, like, can we just do this later? I just don't have the inner, whatever, you know, he might say no, but every right. time he has said yes, um, because he's just awesome. Um, and And what I have found is by setting it up that way, it makes it easier for me to deliver the message, but not also, not just that, even if I fumble and if I mess it up and I say something crappy because I have been vulnerable and said, I want to say something that I'm really nervous to say. And I feel like you're going to, you know, reject me or break up with me um, because, you know, the fourth grader comes out. (laughs) Yes. It's so true though. He actually responds think, better knowing how uncomfortable and vulnerable I'm feeling, right? The fumble yeah, isn't as bad. Even if I use really crappy words, he doesn't take it as horribly because he knows I'm trying. I think that's key. And I think that might be where I was messing up for such a very long time that I would just get right to the point. Although in my mind, I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm so nervous. Like I, all the things you just said about when you talk with your boyfriend, like I, I don't know if you break up with me or I don't know how you're going to feel about this or I'm really nervous to say this. I wouldn't preface it with that. I'd just be like, 
right? Like out it comes. <laughs> and yeah. their reaction might be that of any of the things I was afraid of, but they didn't know how nervous I was. So I think I need to preface it better. I mean, my introduction to it, I think needs to become better. Um, and I think I have actually, I've learned some of these skills through my multiple hours of therapy, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, therapists are wonderful I, because they give you language you never had before. No, this is like a therapy session for free. This is great. <laughs> I want my copays back. <laughs> I also want to bring up something that, that you said, you know, like you're, 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 somebody would react negatively to how you said, because you just went, Bleh, you know, you did right. the, the vomit, yep. the verbal oral vomit. Um, sometimes, and this is what I noticed with my boyfriend, cause, um, he's way more patient than I am and, um, <laughs> maybe doesn't react quite. <laughs> we have that in common. <laughs> okay. That's okay. why we work so well together. <laughs> is, you know, I'll just kind of sometimes, even to this day, right? Because I'm not perfect. I'm human. I'll just do a like oral diarrhea on him and just come at him. And he is like, one time I was just whatever. And he stopped and looked at me and he said, what are you doing? And I looked at him and I said, have you lost your mind? I looked at him and I said, starting shit. And what and he said, okay, I'm ending it and walked away. Oh my God. See, I love that. It's like like I'm trying to pick a fight and he's like, I'm not, I'm not in the mood. I gotta go. He's like, yeah, it's like, no, nope, done. (laughs) Not happening. (laughs) Where I'm getting to is, you know, sometimes we are blessed with those people in our lives who um might pick up on the fact that, oh where are you going with this? Cause this isn't making sense. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of times we're with people who are kind of at our same level right. of um, communication sometimes. Right. And so you come at them with daggers and they're going to come at you with daggers or sledgehammers. Right. Um, or sometimes worse, they'll just take it. And then that dynamic grows in a totally different way. And some of the people on the phone might be the ones who the daggers are getting thrown at them and they're just cowering even more. And that is actually um, an area where, you know, yes, it is possible to get back more into your power. Um, and it's not going to happen overnight. It might happen um, quickly or, uh, but, but definitely with deliberate work. So there's hope. <laughs> oh, well, this has been awesome. I have really enjoyed this conversation. Um, and learning kind of where this could go, because I feel like this is a really, um, hot topic, right? People are trying to be more mindful and self-aware. Um, I know for me, both personally and professionally, this is something that resonates with me because either I'm realizing myself, um, falling into unhealthy empathy habits, or I see it in others and I don't say anything, but now, like, I, I think I've got some skills in order to do that. And I'm now aware of this online quiz that we can take. Um, So one of the things that everyone should know who are listening, you can go to Angelica's website. Um, So it is her name, www.angelicarodriguez. So A-N-G-E-L-I-C-A Rodriguez, R-O-D 
R-I-G-U-E-Z.com to be able to take that quiz. And apparently, as we've learned, you only have to take it once. (laughs) (laughs) Your shit follows you. (laughs) (laughs) But I really want to thank you for taking time out of your day to chat with us. Oh, you're most welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Gina. No problem. All right, everybody. Enjoy your Thursday. Kick some butt tomorrow. Have a great weekend. And we will be back in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Hey, Tribe. Thanks for tuning in today. I hoped you loved these few minutes you got to separate from your tactical life to do something for yourself. Of course, we're on iTunes, but Instagram is our place of choice. Follow us there, listen to past episodes, or DM me at Gina Seminary. Make sure you kick some ass today. Love ya.